The following program is a presentation of the Coffee House Crowd Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Babes and Bubbly. Happy to have everyone here listening in on whatever platform you are. Uh, If you haven't listened to this podcast before, it's brought to you by Coffee House Crowd, which is this awesome platform. Uh, You can find us on Spotify and on Tumblr now. And I am Camille Porthouse. I am the owner and chief visual artist of Fairy Goth Mother Studios. So I run an alternative photography company, and I do this fun podcast. As you can see, it's called Babes and Bubbly. It's super fun. And I sit back and I chat about current issues, about modeling, about issues in society with social media, really anything I really care about or feel like other people would care about. And we can all just sit back and hang out and have candid chats together. So I'm here today. I'm here with Jess. I actually met her through a mutual friend and we had actually talked like a year prior, um, but we finally met up. And she dazzles my life, and it's great. <laughs> and it's, it's awesome. I'm really excited to have her here. We're at the Walper Hotel in Kitchener, and it's super pretty, and it has a beam in the room, and I'm very excited. And today we're going to talk about mental health, and we're going to go into a couple different kind of probably subcategories of it. But just for, I guess, the basis of this podcast, I'm going to label it mental health. We're going to talk about some shit. Hi, I'm Jessica. I like cats. <laughs> I also like cats. This is great. And what do you do? Um, so I'm a personal support worker. Uh, I've been doing that for about 10 years now. Um, it started when I was in high school before I was actually like a licensed personal support worker. Um, a friend of mine, he was in high school with me. His grandparents needed somebody to take care of him, so I met them. They were pretty cute, like, cute old people. like cute old people. So I took care of them, and then eventually I had the opportunity to go to school for free. Uh, I made minimum wage while I was in class. Not really many other people can say that. No. So I grabbed that opportunity by the balls that and ran. Sounds really cool. <laughs> and uh, so I've been doing that for a long time now. I've done a bunch of different parts of it, like, with people with disabilities, I've done elder care, I've worked in long-term care, I've worked privately, I've worked for home care companies, so on and so forth. On the topic of mental health, I guess, uh, that's something I'm very passionate about in my free time. Um, I know a lot of people that it's affected, Uh, my family, myself, my husband. you find you have to deal with working as PSW? Like with clients or? Uh, Not so much. I haven't talk about it that much or yeah like I mean it's just I haven't really run into that a whole lot um because people that I've cared for with disabilities it's mostly physical disabilities okay um and then elderly people I I mean I guess like Alzheimer's and dementia is a disease of the mind true um so you could say that I guess so but not like your typical things where you when people think about mental health um because again like I've worked with a lot of elder populations and then a lot younger people with just really physical disabilities I feel like a lot of the like more senior population grew up in an area in which they didn't really talk about mental health much no it was very like like a forbidden subject I feel like it's being brought out to like the forefront a lot more now 
Right. Definitely. Um, actually, even when I worked in long-term care, the facility I worked in, since I'm from a small town, my great-grandma lived there. Mm-hmm. And so that was my mom's dad's mom. Okay. Um, and she would end up having panic attacks a lot. And oh. I mean, it might have been part of her dementia, mm-hmm. but it might have been something that she experienced beforehand. And, you know, as times have changed and everything, my grandfather, my mom's dad, mm-hmm. he also experiences panic attacks. Oh. And they're not all the time. It's mostly, you know, in small spaces or when he goes to the hospital, things like that. When okay. they're doing kind of procedural things on Right, him. like triggered. Yeah, and my mom, she has panic attacks, and then me, so, you know, it's kind of like, I knew I had it hereditarily on my dad's side, because, like, they're all crazy. (laughs) We all joke about it, it's fine, it's fine, I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) Um, But uh, my mom's side, you know, it's, we we didn't really see it all that much, but Mm -hmm. when I first started actually having anxiety and panic attacks and stuff, um, well, I mean, over the years I realized I had it when I was a child, but when it really came to the forefront in, like, high school when I was a teenager I would talk to my mom about it and she like she would tell me that she experienced it too but she really didn't know what to tell me and just Uh, eventually it would it would get better you know mm. because hers did and she's like I don't really know it just got better you know like oh I don't know what factors played into it but like I'm pretty sure it might got better than like yours was also fine yeah to worry about it that much yeah and so like because there wasn't really counselors when my mom was 20 no that's true. There probably wouldn't have been. Like, my mom was 20 in, like, 87 or something like that. Right. Yeah. So. That's fair. And, and like, she took valerian to help her sleep. That's oh, an yeah. herbal supplement I, kind I've of thing. i heard of that for anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she got me some of that. It's, it's not that she didn't support me. She just really she didn't know, know how. Yeah. And, like, she would try to help me get counseling and stuff like that with the minimal resources and right. good old Hanover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, small towns don't have that much. No, actually, so terrible story. Um, I was in high school. I dated this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was abusive. Oh. We broke up. Good. Um, yeah, I didn't think so at the time, though, well, right? Because no. it was almost yeah. like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, you're and, so used to it. You're accustomed. Yeah, and, and I wasn't allowed to have friends or anything, so it was like him and his friends, and that's right. all I had. And and then I had one best friend, but then she started dating him, like, right <gasps> after we broke up. Oh Three days God. after we broke up. Oh, my God. So that was great. Oh. <laughs> um, and I was seeing a counselor uh, previous to that, but we just didn't mesh well, whatever. So we break up, mm-hmm. this guy and I, and I go back to this place that they have free counseling. Right. And then I say, like, I, I really need some help right now, but I don't want to see this counselor. Right. We didn't mesh well. Preference. I feel like you shouldn't have to see someone if, like, if it doesn't work. And you then all these preach about health that, right? And, like, this doesn't make me comfortable. So I go in, mm-hmm. and I have the same person. Oh, for God's sake. And then they bring it up, too. They're like, so I know you didn't want me, but, uh, and I'm like, like cool! Why would you put awesome. someone in that kind of a position? Like, that's wild. Oh, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And I'm just like, this is, this is not fun. And no. I never went back. Well, yeah. Like, why would I? But I feel like that's like at the, I mean, now obviously you're in a better place. I yeah. Because I know you. <laughs> you're happily married. Everything is good. But at the same time, like, thinking about, like, any kind of a youth in that situation where, like, you're going somewhere where you're supposed to trust them, you're supposed to get advice from them and feel comfortable to, like, bring up your deepest, darkest concerns and secrets, right? Yeah. Like, if you're self-harming, if you're having, like, thoughts that are around potentially killing yourself, things like that, like, very sensitive issues, you really should be comfortable to say, like, hey, 
this makes me uncomfortable. And they're like, cool. So like, we're going to put you in a situation where we already know you're uncomfortable. And then that counselor is also going to bring it up. Like to me as a grown up, that sounds like a terrible idea in any realm of the world. And also it could put an at risk youth like right over the edge. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it, I don't think it really put me over the edge. I was I was more numb than anything at that point. Right. It wasn't really a chaotic kind mm-hmm. of situation. And yeah, I don't yeah, I just remember it being like terrible. I was only like 17 years old. And the reason I didn't like that counselor um really was because they kept telling me that I was fixed. Um, but I wasn't. You didn't feel it. Like, there was things that we didn't even talk about. Like, the right. fact that I had an abortion at 16 years old and I hid it from my parents. And and then that boyfriend that I had mm. was abusive and things like that after that. He and bring and, and it was just, they didn't make me feel comfortable to even, like, broach that subject. Like, right. how do you get that out there? Mm-hmm. And... So it just, I didn't mesh with them because of that. And then they bring that up and it's just like, I can't do yeah. this. How are you supposed to trust someone that's supposed to like, that says they're supposed to help you work through the hardest parts of your life when they won't even like hear you? And they're like, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, we're fine. She, she taught me how to mindfully eat a grape. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this, this fixes everything. That's a skill that I never even knew exists. You can mindfully eat a grape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like all about like mindfulness meditation and things like that. But like, I don't eat pieces of fruit in a mindful manner. Well, it's like, you're telling this to a 16, 17 year old girl. What would give two shits about mindfully eating a grape? <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, lady, like I don't give any shits about this. I like I, I want to care. die. Yeah. I hate everything. But have you tried eating a grape in a really zen way? <laughs> I feel like that would fix you. <laughs> yeah. So that was terrible. I have had one um, good experience, though, with, like, free um, therapy. Mm-hmm. It was actually a real... Uh, oh, there's two of them. There's psychologist and the other one. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, yeah. So it was a psychologist. Okay. I always get them mixed up. Yeah. Um, it was a psychologist. Um, I was referred to her through my family doctor okay. for only 10 sessions, which sucked. Which is nothing. Um, but it was still something because right. she actually told me what was happening in my brain when oh, I was shit. having a panic attack. What? And she actually helped me look at things from like a logical perspective. That's cool. On the topic of like accessible mental health and like feeling comfortable enough to talk about things. I know we mentioned before, obviously not on this podcast, a little bit before preemptively, we talked a little bit about (laughs) prep work. Uh, We talked a bit about Bell's Let's Talk, which happened honestly really recently. I'm sure virtually everyone that's listening is aware of it. If you have any form of social media at all, you are aware of it. If you have... Even cable, there's commercials on it. Right, like... Right, like if you can't sure see, my grandma knows about it. <laughs> if you can't see and you're blind, you can hear about it. If you can't hear and you're deaf, you can look at it because it's <laughs> everywhere. And I know we had some like intriguing discussions about it because we both talked about it kind of on Facebook briefly and on the topic of like feeling comfortable to like air out certain aspects of your mental health that you've struggled with or not struggled with. I feel like let's talk to at its roots sounds like a great idea and I feel like you probably think it's similar and, and like at the base of it you're like this is like this sounds nice like it's just can be over the years it's gotten worse I've noticed it is very it's like aggressive. a trend yeah people like people that used to bully the living shit out of me growing up are like <laughs> hashtag Bellips talk bullying is really bad and I would never do it and I'm like I'm pretty sure you told me to like 
cut off my arms and fucking die when I was 17. But, like, please tell me how you've never believed anybody. Like, wow. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Hashtag Bell, let's talk. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck off. But then you get kind of bitter about it, right? I was just like, yeah, I was, years, I'm like, I was very bitter on Bell, let's talk day this year. <laughs> it's getting really outrageous. I feel like maybe, like, a year or two ago, I was like, I'd notice it, but I wouldn't notice it that much. And, like, I worked in healthcare, but, like, we didn't really promote it because it was newer. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, this thing is, like, it's, it sounds like it's coming from a good place. Like, I don't like everyone that's talking about it, but, like, whatever. But now I feel like it's so big, and everyone's, like, waiting for this one day where they can preach that, like, they're available to talk if you need them, but they're fucking not. Like, let's, let's like, real talk this out. Like, you're one, most people that are posting about this that are in my circle are not available to talk about mental health yeah. issues. And the people that are that I know are available to talk about those mental health issues aren't posting on the Let's Talk Day. I feel like it's a lot of people that are getting, like, social pressure to, like, either air their own mental health things because they feel like, I know I've felt that before, like, for years, like, oh, if I don't post on Bell Let's Talk Day, then, like, people are going to think that I haven't dealt with anything and that they can't talk to me. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, I should probably tell them, like, all of this shit about my life that, like, I would really rather not. And I feel, like, pressured. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Well, and then there's the people that pick it up just for a trend. Yeah. Because it's it's their pat on the back for the year. You know? Let's talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, there was somebody uh, that I'm quite close with, and they commented on it. And they were talking about, like, the stigma and stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I know for a fact that they haven't reached out to somebody when they should have. Right. And but they're using it as that platform to be like, mental health is a real problem and people struggle with it all the time. And you're like, cool. Like, but you know people that are struggling with it. And you're not Oh, man. That. And, like, I'm, I'm like, a high-functioning person with anxiety and depression. Okay. So, like, I'm the poster child for, like, pointing out the people that don't right. reach out when they should. Because... Yeah. You know, like, all these people that are close to me, very close to me, and I love them dearly, mm-hmm. um, they know the things that I struggle with, right? but they don't ever reach out to me. It's, I'm always the one trying to make plans, and I'm asking how their week's going, yeah. and because I know how important it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's this person I've been talking to, I met them once, and they've been struggling with a lot of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just trying to be the person that I wish was there for me. Yeah. And so, you know, I've talked, I've just asked them, how's your day going? And... And I tagged them in some cute little things on Facebook. And I told them, I am a human being. And I deserve kindness and happiness and good things and nice people. And and so I told this person that's been struggling lately Mm -hmm. about those thoughts that I had. And they were like, holy shit, thank you. Like, you need that. Yeah. Real people do exist and you can find them and they're nice. Yeah. They don't have to revolve around a hashtag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, I think at the root of it pisses me off in the sense that, like, so many people don't talk about it. It is like they just say like, oh, it's a stigma. And like, you don't know. I yeah. see so many people like kind of day to day, maybe surrounding the Let's Talk where it's kind of like dwindling. Maybe some people try and get it in like before the Let's Talk day. So they like rev it up being like, I'm so great. And then after it's like still the status. Oh, yeah. Symbol, like I talked to someone with mental health issues and yeah. I helped. Right. And I feel like. People that actually give a shit about mental health, like, we don't need a day to talk or, like, send five cents somewhere um, based on, like, a text message yeah. or a picture or a hashtag. Like, That's what I said in my friends. Facebook post. I'm yeah. like, like, throw your change at somebody else's battles because I don't fucking want it. Right? Like, don't give me your fucking nickels. Is it helping you? Call me! Because like, I don't think that any time I've felt like 
depressed or anxious or suicidal. Someone's just, like, showered me with dimes and nickels and been like, fucking, you're saved. Well, and, like, where is that money even going? Like, where is it going? Because, like, yeah, no one that counseling in Hanover was free, so it probably came from the Canadian Mental Health Association. Right? But, like, who are you hiring? And, and why, why is there not enough people that I have to see the same person that I requested not to see? I remember... And why do I only get 10 sessions with this therapist? It's like, awesome. That actually helped me! I feel the exact same. Like, people that are... It's, I'm sure there are amazing people that work in free counseling services, but I feel like they are really hard to come by. Oh, of course. I remember when I was in high school, I had, like, I got assaulted. But it wasn't, like, sexual assault. It was, like, a physical assault, and I broke a rib. And I remember... Being scared about it, and my mom works for the police, and she was like, well, I told someone, and, like, legally they have to do something about it. And I was like, fuck, like, I didn't want anyone Shit. to know about this, and now everyone has to know about the police are involved, and I was like, fuck. So they sent me to some free counselor that they sent through the police service because they're like, oh, well, you know, shit, like, you're dealing with some stuff, like, we'll send you this counselor, right? And I remember, I don't know who this guy was. I was 16 or 17, so, like, a highly influential like age where you take things in you hold them inside your body and like I was already like I was like a depressed (laughs) kid at that point in time like I had a lot of suicidal like ideations I was very self-harmy so like dealing with someone like I wasn't going to talk about that stuff in my family you don't talk about that stuff yeah and like it just doesn't go over well we're very much like a get over it family Mm -hmm. we always have been we still are like we just you just get over it. Yeah. And like, I mean, that was really effective for me at the time because even though I was dealing with depression through my teens, like my parents were just like, get over it. Like you have to get up every day. You have to go to school. You have, you can't take a day off because you're sad. Like fuck off, be an adult. And I just did. And that's all I've ever known is like, you have to just step up, be a fucking grown up, and do it. Yeah. And I went to this counselor and he ended up being like, you probably had that coming. Like you probably brought that on yourself. Okay, so for and the viewers like, listening, I have very wide eyes right now and a very disgusted look on my face. <laughs> it was pretty fucked up. And it was, like, very not. Like, he, I didn't. Like, I, I, my friend had dropped her books. I was picking her books up for her. And this kid hoofed me in the ribs, like, out of nowhere. Like, I wasn't like, hey, fuck your mother. And I'm going to pick up these books. And he was like, fuck your mother and kick me in the ribs. I was like, no, I didn't say anything. We had no interaction. I just went down to pick up these books. I got a shoe to my rib cage and it cracked the tip of my rib. And I was like, one, fucking ow. But two, I didn't deserve that. I didn't say anything. I didn't antagonize anything. Like, we had no interaction. And this guy was... puke, though. And this guy was like, you know, like, you probably did something to bother that kid. And, like, that's probably why he did it. Oh, maybe, like, like, because you're a woman. Yeah, and maybe you should think about, like, did you cop an attitude kind of a thing? Like, he was just like, I feel like you probably... Maybe you were on your period. Brought that on yourself. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. And I was just like, cool, never going back. And I remember going to my mom and being like, that douchebag guy just told me that I probably had that coming to me. And I probably did something that I earned the kick to my ribs. And my mom had said something similar. She had been uh, a bank teller before she worked for the police when I was like four. And she got held up at gunpoint twice. Oh, shit. Like, sawed off shotgun in the 90s. Like, it was hardcore. It's different now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was hardcore back then. Hamilton, like, scrumptious. It was terrifying. But Scary. she was a teller both times. And they, like, mandatory counseling because, like, holy shit. Like, yeah. obviously, if you're going to have a gun in your head, like, you've got to go to counseling. And working downtown Hamilton is dangerous. If anyone 
on this podcast listening knows downtown Hamilton, it's still dangerous. Mm-hmm. Equally, if not more dangerous than it was in the 90s. So this counselor told my mom, like, my mom's like, I'm having panic attacks. Like, how am I supposed to do this? I was four. So she's like dealing with a toddler coming home, like have to support your family. My dad's a musician. Right. And she's like, how the hell am I supposed to deal with this? This is fucking terrifying. Like I'm panicking. And the counselor was like, how about you start by like, you know, when you leave here, like don't lock your doors in your car, just drive home with them unlocked. And my mom was like, you are fucked because like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Because it's Hamilton, and you're just getting robbed in your car, and, like, but, like, this is, like, the free counseling that you get given, right? Where you're just, like, hey, like, this person is going to help you, and it's a free service, and, like, fucking Bell Let's Talk Day gives them nickels for you for mental health. Like, I trust you. Uh, Bell Let's Talk Day gives money, and I'm, like, yes, exactly. And then they're, like, hey, so, like, maybe you were a bitch, and you deserved a kick in the ribs. Like, hey, maybe, like, don't lock your fucking doors on your drive, and just get, like, accosted in your vehicle, like, but maybe you won't, and you'll heal, because <laughs> mental health is, like, a thing. And then, same with your guy. He's like, yeah. so I know you don't want me here, but, like, I am. <laughs> so, like, how do you feel now? Are you fixed? And they're just like, what are you fucking doing? But the ones that get, are paid to do shit, like, they're fucking great. Yeah. I had a stress therapist once after, like, a... After I had a stress therapist a couple of times. I had a stress therapist for... PTSD when I had a stalker incident and then I went back to that beautiful stress therapist after like a bad breakup because my sounds like what I needed instead of the mindful grape lady which like (laughs) mindful eating of grapes that's gonna be like that's gonna be my new favorite hashtag has a bad day mindfully eats a grape like that Kermit the Frog meme with the (laughs) where it's like it's like none of my business I'm just like mindfully eating a grape being like mmm Mm, yep, this is good. But did you die though? Like, mm, did I eat this grape? Like, she actually made me do it in her she office. She made you too. eat the grape. Oh my fuck! This is incredible. I'm just like, what is okay, happening? To anyone that is listening that deals with mental health issues, has anyone? I would love to know. Please comment any of my social medias. You'll hear them at the end of the podcast. If you have ever mindfully had to eat a grape, and if it actually helped you with anything, if my <laughs> eating of small fruit worked for you, like, I don't know what it would have. I'm trying desperately to think of how it would have helped in any mental health situation, mindfully eating a grape. I don't know. I think I think she was trying to go for, like, the whole, like, I don't know, life isn't that bad thing. You I, this I don't grape? Know. Take it all in. Yeah. Pull the skin off. Yeah. Rip its skin off its body. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I feel like it's a thing. Isn't there a meme about that? Oh, that I did surgery, surgery on a grape. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one. That's going to, like plague my mind forever now because it's like the exact same version of it to me mindfully eating a grape is been grape with the tiny little surgical tools as a person working in healthcare that was the funniest shit i've ever seen i didn't understand it at all i had to do so much deep research into why people were posting grape surgery once i got it i was like oh that's fucking cool but now like now grapes are back in my life and i'm gonna mindfully eat all of i mean grapes are pretty good though and they are high in iron so, are they really? Yeah. This so, is good. I try to make sure I eat them often because... Which is important. <laughs> Mental health. Yeah. If you're low in iron, you're going to feel tired and withdrawn. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, women, that we need a lot more iron because of periods. Bleed People profusely. that have periods need more yeah. iron because bleeding. of having periods. A lot of, of bleeding. Yeah. It general. sucks. It's terrifying. <laughs> eat more grapes, I think... Um, is the moral of this story. Don't always trust free counseling. Don't hashtag Bell Let's Talk to be fucking trendy because 
y'all motherfuckers with mental illness know it's not fucking trendy. No, and even further, like, the Canadian Mental Health Association, where all that money goes to and stuff, I was doing a little bit of research uh, pre-podcast, and there are a lot of reviews from employees that work there, and my favorite one, actually, was the, the person they said, I like working here so much they made me a client. And there were so many negative reviews. That's just wow about the environment and how much bullying there is mm-hmm. in the office and and just things like that. I feel like what would benefit people maybe in 2020, since well, let's talk, it already happened and it was you know a fucking scene for us, would be like, hey, like how about around Bell let's talk day instead of talking to people and being like, hey, this is what I deal with in mental health. Support me. You can be like, hey, here's a link. A really great link that's based in like science that can help you seek out someone in your area for counseling or here's a great link of like self-help things things that might help you feel better at night if you're anxious or might help you feel better if you're depressed like it doesn't have to be like go outside and exercise and you won't be depressed anymore like medication can absolutely help but like here are some resources that are like a foundation so you can educate yourself on mental health. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, uh, again, my name is Camille Porthouse. I'm the visual artist at Fairy Goth Mother Studios, and I am so happy to be on this platform, Coffee House Crowd. Um, thank you so much for them to let me use their platform for this podcast of shenanigans and profanity. I will have this linked, so when my links go out with Coffeehouse Crowd, you can find them um, at Coffeehouse Crowd, all one word, on Instagram. I think we're going coffeehousecrowd.ca for a while. I know it's a Tumblr now, but I'll have all the proper links for everyone uh, on social media. You can find me at Fairy Goth Mother Studios on Facebook. You can also Instagram me. Uh, Instagram is at Fairy Goth Mother Studios, all one word. I would love to have a candid discussion with everyone listening too. If you want to, again, all of my social media, I'm always around to talk. And if you want to get in touch with Jess about anything that she's talked about, I can also link you through that if you contact me. So with that, I think we'll wrap up this podcast today on mental health and the need to vent about it. Yeah, it was just a good old ranty rant. We should totally do this again sometime. I liked it. It's therapeutic in itself. Is this the kind of therapy that I would like? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will leave it at that. Well, thank um, you so much for having me. Thank you for coming to this lovely no hotel problem. in Kitchener. Yeah. And talking to my laptop and a microphone. Um, and I guess I will leave everyone there. Thank you again for listening. I will talk to you all next time. Have a wonderful day. And as always... Be fucking nice to each other.